Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. Welcome to Weekly Jump, presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. This is our weekly episode reviewing first impressions of newer anime and manga titles. Let's jump in. Hey everybody, uh, welcome again to another uh, episode of Weekly Jump. We are back, and this is this is a really exciting week, you guys. Um, Blake, are you excited? Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I I have varying levels of excitement, but mostly positive. <laughs> well, uh, I I am not excited about one of the things that I had to watch <laughs> this week, um, but I am super excited to let people know. Um, I announced it on social media at this point, but inside of this episode, later on at some point, um, we will be uh, announcing what the keyword is for the giveaway. Um, so the giveaway, this, uh, it, we're, we're going to be doing this by the way, um, as part of our partnership with the geekly grind, uh, Viz media and Crunchyroll are going to be sending us, uh, things through the geekly grind, which is amazing. Um, and super exciting that we get to do this. Um, and the very first one that we get to give away is going to be a four movie collection of Naruto movies. Um, it is really cool. Um, if you are interested on what this looks like, it is going to be posted on social media all over the place. And later on in the episode, we'll give you the keyword to let you know, um, or to let us know that you actually listened to the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you want to enter, we, we are going to give you a keyword in this episode and you need to use that keyword as your entry. You can enter pretty much anywhere. I would say probably yeah. not Discord because that's more of like a group chat, but uh, yeah. anywhere that you could uh, like send us a private message. Uh, yeah, I mean if you email. if you PM me, if you like write us directly on Discord, yeah. I'll get it. Yeah, that's true. Directly on Discord, but not in the group chat. Do like on Twitter, Facebook, send us a direct message on Reddit. You can send us a direct message. Uh and uh, I don't know. Can you send direct message on, on Patreon? Wherever we are, if you can send a direct message, put that keyword in there. You will be entered to win, and we will randomly select Juan Winner. Uh, <laughs> Only Juan. This contest is going to run for two weeks, so yes. you have the opportunity to uh, enter up to. I would say we will be announcing the winner on October twelfth, Monday, October twelfth. So. Uh, get your uh, submissions in by the 11th. We will also announce the winner on this Monday episode the week after that, because we're recording ahead. So we can't announce it that day because we are not recording it that day. So if you haven't heard by then, you'll hear about it on the week later. And if you have heard, then everybody will know who to be jealous of. Yeah, yeah. And this is one of the things that we're going to continue to be able to do. So if you if you don't get it on the first one, feel free to keep on, you know, submitting for it. We 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 love to have people uh, do a part of this, uh, be a part of the show, chat with us, let us know things. Um, But anyways, yeah, uh, I I don't know. Do you know if there's any restrictions on like they have to be in America or how does it work? Do you know Um, I? I would say uh, I would say that uh, we can we can try to ship anywhere that we we can at this point, um, mostly because we we are the ones kind of like footing the bill for sending out giveaways. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so <laughs> um, if you if you make me send it to to another country, I, I guess that's fine. Um, All right. I'll, so I'll figure it out. But <laughs> it's open to anybody until we find out that it is just not feasible for it to be open to anybody. So until that time happens and we learn the hard way, 
Anyone can enter. Anyone can win. Perfect. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Sometimes um, you just have to touch a hot stove to find out that you don't touch a hot stove. Yeah, whatever. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and and get into it. This this week uh, we have um, some some shows and manga that are of varying degrees of goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah, I tried to save you from one of these and inadvertently pushed you back into it. So I apologize for that, but not very vehemently mm-hmm. because it's funny. Uh, yeah. So we're going to be covering uh, and anime. Uh, Spencer's going to give us coverage on the Black Clover anime. I will give you coverage on the Toradora anime. I will give you coverage on Moriarty the Patriot, which is an upcoming manga from Viz Media. Spencer is going to give you coverage on, I believe, an, an as-yet-unreleased Chainsaw Man volume. Uh, and then we're both going to come together at the end to talk about a fairly new show for the season called Decadence. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to be covering the very start of Chainsaw Man, and okay. the biggest reason why is because Chainsaw Man has been running for a while, um, and it is it is well, I'll get into more of it then, but like I'm starting from the very beginning on it, and uh, you'll find out why here in just a little bit. But first and foremost, I have to talk about the worst show that is. It's just I hate Black Clover <laughs> so much. <laughs> So like, tell me more. I, okay, so here's the thing about Black Clover. If you've never watched the show, um, it has a, a manga that is much, much better than the anime version of it. And the big reason why is that um, the the anime version is uh, number one. It is it is sort of well animated in the sense that they seemed like they thought it was going to be the next big thing. So they poured a lot of money into it at the beginning of it. And then it was not well received when it originally came out. Um, and then, uh, it, it, it continued going and started building up some fandom. So it ended up with like a, a so, so animation quality. And it also does that thing where it mixes CGI with animation. And you know how that bothers me. Um, it's also there there are some things inside of the show that seem just just horribly lazy, which is one of the things that frustrates me about Black Clover. Um and then the last thing, which is the most annoying thing about Black Clover, is that the lead character <laughs> has the most annoying voice and he screams constantly. <laughs> and I can't stand it. And so I was like, okay, so what I'm going to do, because I don't want to watch all of Black Clover, is that I had watched a lot of the first season. And I was like, okay, so if I pick this up in the current season, how lost am I going to be? And the answer is really, really lost. (laughs) (laughs) So I watched the first three episodes of the newest season and I um, am disappointed to report to you that I do not think that the animation quality has improved. Um, I also can report to you that the storytelling is um, both uh, interesting to a point but also frustrating because you can see that there is an a, a, there is additional world building that could be done, but it is sort of left out. And I w- the Black Clover is like a like wizard fight. Is that what it is? Yeah. So okay. so the premise of this world is that they um they 
there are people with magic and uh, they use their magic by accessing mana. Um, this mana gives them the ability to cast spells out of grimoires, which are uh, floating spell books that they carry along with them. Um, and uh, a whole bunch of the different wizards inside of the world, they have different grimoires that give them different abilities. Um, usually uh, there's there's one main character inside of the show that has the ability to use like wind magic. Um, Asta, um, spoiler, um, he... <laughs> he gets the ability of a uh, it's like a uh, a weapon or a grimoire that allows him to negate magic so it's like an anti-magic weapon so okay. he's he's kind of cool in that sense and i will say that the manga does like a cool job of uh, expressing this and giving good rise to it the the show though it starts out in the the first couple of episodes with this really good animation quality and it's just it, it just starts to frustrate you when you start to watch the animation quality start to crumble as it goes further and further along. Um, the television series is done by, um, it looks like Perot is the, is the animation company that did, uh, did at least the first season of it. Um, and they, they've done some, some other shows. They, they did, uh, you know, they worked on Naruto, um, from, uh, 2002 to 2007. So, I mean, they, they have some things under their belt and obviously they were given, they were given this because they thought that this was going to be like the next huge shonen anime. Right. Um, yeah. and I, I think that, I think that they really missed the mark, though. Um, this is one of the ones that I've expressed on the show that I I don't think that the uh, the the show is worth it. I think that the manga is worth it. Um, I think this is uh, going to be one of those that you can just skip for the anime version, but I think you should pick up the manga. And the big reason that I, I say that you should pick up the manga is just it doesn't have those frustrating things where it looks like they're cutting corners with it. And it also doesn't have the really frustrating grating um, voice screaming at your ears at all times. Um, yeah, I know I've heard that uh that criticism about that voice actor before. Actually the some anime YouTuber that I was watching had like the um dumb and dumber clip where it's like, do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? And then just did a shot yes. from Black Clover. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about the show when it first came out and hearing I thought it was like the creator of Naruto had made it or something. It was like the next project from them. That is not true. I think mm -hmm. maybe people were referring to it as like being expected to be the next Naruto. And I, I don't think it has succeeded in that. No, it has, it has fallen very, very short of the mark. Um, and, uh, you know, this is, you know, we're not going to always like everything that comes across that we have to watch over here. Um, and this was one of those things with Black Clover. I, people that have li been listening to the show for a long time um, know that I have not been a fan for a very long time of it. Um, I decided that I really, really wanted to give it another bite uh, just to see if I could find a way to enjoy it and honestly i did it's not the anime though it's just the manga <laughs> so, so who would enjoy this or do you really just think that like the anime is just not worth it 
I think you should skip the anime. I, that's okay. like that's like my honest opinion on it. And the biggest reason why is just because I I think that the the manga is so superior to the anime. Then why why would you get onto it? Um, it's that same thing that ran up uh, against uh, what you know with Fairy Tale, where I was just like I, I can't get behind it. And then I tried to pick up the manga, and I was just like, oh, I'm interested in this. Oh, I might um, have to try that because I struggled to watch Fairy Tale. Yeah, and I mean it's that same thing where. I I feel like it cuts corners. I'm not always interested. It feels like it's just full of fluff. Yeah, the CG um, stuff and it, too. It, it just doesn't. It just doesn't intrigue me in a in in a way that you know it's not my style at all. And I mean, okay. you know, you might be somebody that likes Black Clover the anime. I'm not one of those people. Um, but I I don't think that it you know is it, there's a reason why they thought it was going to be the next Naruto, and the reason why is because the manga is good. Um, and it's, it's also got a good, simple shonen concept. So like it's set up to succeed. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, I don't know. I've heard that people I've, I've seen some, some videos and stuff on YouTube where people are talking about black clover got good. So your mileage may vary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, uh, what was on for your screen time this week? I was watching Toradora and that is not a current season anime, but we had one of our, what was it? A patron that requested that we cover the show. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, I sent it out to our, our, our discord, which includes some of our patrons and they were like, please cover this and, uh, or at least give us the, you know, what, how you felt about the start of it. Yeah. So I watched the first three episodes. I watched the dub of the first three episodes and um, I will say I enjoyed it. It is not my cup of tea, but Mm. I think that it very much is the cup of tea for a lot of people. Um, And even though uh, it's not my cup of tea in the the sense that it's not the kind of show that I'm probably going to keep up with or watch more of. um, But it is uh, enough of my cup of tea that I enjoyed it. And I found myself being invested in various parts of it. So, Toradora is a story of two different characters who kind of cross paths and start working to enrich each other's romantic lives. It's billed as a romantic comedy, which uh, longtime listeners of this show know are not genres that I usually seek out in anime form. Hmm. Um, I do like both genres or, uh, you know, romantic comedies themselves, but uh, usually not the anime sensibility version of those things um so there's this guy named ryuji and um then there is a girl named taiga and they meet each other ryuji is a pretty chill very nice guy but for some reason people think that he has intimidating and frightening eyes and so he's like he'll be, you know, standing in a crowd and that crowd will disperse to get away from him because his eyes are scary. Or like he's on his way to school one day and two guys just stop and give him their wallets to stop him from mugging them. And he that like goes That to reminds the- me of like, uh, like the house husband thing that I was. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Cause like oh, cause people are like boss. that. Yeah. And people would just be like, Oh no, he's really dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So he like, he shows up at the police station. He's like, I found another wallet. I found a wallet. And they're like, you find a lot of wallets, don't you? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. I got so, spooky eyes. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's got spooky eyes. And then Taika is, she's very short and she's very sort of like loud and brash and confident. Uh, and because of this, she's kind of like a rowdy, uh, kind of tough girl persona 
And both of them are sort of being blocked from what they want because of these personalities. And what they want is that they each have a crush on a specific classmate. Um, They kind of get thrown together through fairly random circumstance. They live nearby and they run into each other in the school hallways. Uh, And then uh, Taika decides to put a love note into the bag of the person that she has a crush on. She accidentally puts it in Ryuji's bag. And when she goes to get it from him before he can read it, uh, they are intertwined together because now he knows her secret. He blurts out his secret crush as a way to tell her that she's not so crazy. And now they're tied together. Um, the first three episodes give me the the feeling that if you're into the sort of romantic drama of this situation, then you're probably going to really dig this because I, I've been really getting more and more into like young adults, like romance stories. And this had touches of that, uh, that I was really, that, those are the parts that I digged the most. So like, Ryuji's crush, he f- he fits with his crush. Taiga and her crush, they kind of work together. Like you totally see why they like that person and you can understand that they might have a relationship with that person, but you're also watching them develop a really good relationship with each other. So it's building this interesting uh romantic quandary where there are multiple viable options. Yeah. Um so I like that aspect of it. There's a lot of anime comedy and longtime listeners know that Spencer and I get uh, usually turned off pretty much by the anime comedy. This had a lot of parts that made me laugh, uh, but a lot of parts that made me kind of be like, okay, we just need to get through this. So if you really like anime comedy, it's not going to bother you at all. If you're into that romance, you're going to love this. Uh, For me, I'm usually looking for my comedies and my romances not in the anime world. And Toradora is not probably going to be the show that changes that for me. But if I had to sit down and watch it more, I totally would. And I would be more than happy to find out what happens. So, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Romance and comedy fans are going to love this thing. Yeah. So if you were if you were to to rank it as like somebody who is like a, a big shonen fan, would you like continue reading it? Did it, it get, like engage you enough? Yeah. Since I am shonen trash, uh, I would say there wasn't really anything about it that interested the shonen fan in me. It is not mm. shonen. It has a cup. It has some really well animated sequences, and it has some sequences that could be could pass for the sort of like cousin of an action scene. Because especially Taiga will like throw a fit, and she'll like toss desks around and stuff in their classrooms when she's upset. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are sequences that utilize quick cuts and high quality animation in the way that like a good fight scene in shonen would but there isn't anything really there's there's as far as i know there aren't any special powers in this these are just normal people um and there's no real fights in this like it's just not about that so if you're like super into the shonen formula this is not it um, what I enjoyed was the fact that like, you know, even though I am shonen trash, I like other things. I don't just watch shonen anime, but again, I usually don't watch other types of anime. I just watch other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the part of me that really enjoys a cute romantic story was a very intrigued. And the part of me that likes comedy wasn't intrigued because I don't usually like anime comedy, but I will say this was, this was a varied helping of anime comedy. 
And it was more muted than I think a lot of things. Like, you know, it wasn't Ed being upset that people said he was short all the time, which is funny once or twice, but then it gets old. This show had a lot of different jokes and was really interesting. Um, It's just, I don't like that type of humor very much. So I didn't respond to it very much. The romance definitely was what got me the most. And it honestly, it almost got me to keep watching, but uh, I don't think it's going to just because it's not my cup of tea. But again, if you are into romance or if you like anime comedies, this is going to be your jam very much. All right. Um, That takes us into our first page flips for the week. And I am super excited about this one. I have no idea what this is about. I have not read into it yet. Um, But this is going to be Moriarty the Patriot. And I am so down. Tell me about this one. Okay, so I read the first chapter only. I found it quite intriguing. A little bit of a slow start because it does. It plays a little bit with time. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a series thing but uh you know you just don't know exactly what's going on and who these characters are uh when you start out so the situation is that there are these two brothers who were orphans and uh, at least one of the brothers is just wildly clever these orphans were recently picked up by a uh a british aristocratic family um, and pretty, pretty early on in the series, they establish, and they're going to hammer this home almost too much that class is important. So there's like the super high class, there's the upper class, there's the working class, there's the subclass. These kids were orphans. They were nobody. So they come from the lowest of the low. And the reason that this rich family has adopted them is because they, uh, there's this, idea that nobles have a sort of social obligation to use their wealth and their status um, in a way that's positive. And so they've kind of done this out of a sense of societal obligation and a little bit out of a way to like look good for their peers. But nobody in this family is interested in keeping these kids around. And like the family and the servants of the family spend the whole manga talking shit about these kids and about how they are subclass people and they are they are being treated sometimes like upper class people and nobody thinks that that's cool or fair and basically the family is trying to figure out a way to get rid of these kids in a way that does not denigrate them socially like you can't just adopt some orphans and then get rid of them you have to have probable cause jeez Um, so that is the backdrop and the and this story is about class like they hammer it they, this is a horse that is dead and so it's like an elizabethan drama almost yeah it's it's set during the sort of like it's set during the the uh, i want to say 1800s but that feels too late but maybe i'm just being bad at history here uh it, it's set during the usual time that sherlock holmes stories are set and oh this uh, is a this, sherlock holmes story yeah it's more it's that moriarty <laughs> Holy crap, that's cool. So, so it's like the older brother of Sherlock Holmes? Uh I'm not sure yet. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. That's uh Minecraft. Uh Moriarty is the villain of yeah. Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Oh, that is so I'm I'm so much more down for this now. As yeah. someone who as someone who uh has has watched all the way through that the new uh the new series of Sherlock the BBC uh, and also with, uh, with Dr. Strange. 
Yeah, and also uh, watch through the the American version of it. Um, and I, I I don't know, man. I I tend to I tend to love the Sherlock Holmes stuff and the the lore behind it. And there's also going to be a new Netflix series that's going to be about like Sherlock and Minecraft, but also about their younger sister. Um, yeah, that so I think is that's out coming already. Out and I, isn't it? Doesn't it star like uh, uh, the girl that played Eleven, whose name I'm blanking on right now? Yeah, it does. Uh, I'm I'm interested in it, but I I don't think it's going to be one of those ones that I'm like going to be you know dying to watch. It feels a little stunty. I mean, she's great, but I'm like, okay, a Netflix original with her. Like, I think this is a little bit less about this show and a little bit more about Stranger Things being popular. But you know, maybe we'll be wrong. It would be nice <laughs> to be wrong because it would be nice to have better, more more good shows to watch. Anyway, yeah. so, so does it time jump you forward again though? Oh yeah, so it's not so much that. Sorry, I, I made it confusing because there it, there are flashbacks, and in fact, most of the first chapter turns out to have been a flashback, uh, where you're just basically finding out the backstory of this character. Uh, so Moriarty, the older brother, they're all the their last name is all Moriarty, but. Basically, the older brother Moriarty seems to be our focal character. He mm-hmm. is explicitly the Moriarty who is Sherlock Holmes's rival. He is also the older of the two orphan kids, but they got the name Moriarty from this family, this rich family that adopted them. And so this story shows that the mother and the second son of the rich family are plotting to oust these two orphan kids by planting some stolen silverware on them. Aw, bitches. However, (laughs) I I am going to go ahead and spoil the first chapter here because I don't know that I can get away with it. It's about a twist. So skip ahead if you don't want to know what happens. It's got a twist in it. Uh, Sorry, Spencer, you're stuck with me. So uh, the... I'm just going to hum really loudly. (laughs) (laughs) The Moriarty brothers find them planting the silverware as they're doing it but also so does the oldest actual moriarty kid however that moriarty kid hates his family he hates the social class system that they have and also these orphan kids have been shown to hate that social class system and to have spoken out against it sort of secretly amongst the other orphan kids. So these three guys want to see this social class system collapse and they do it by staging an arson. Oh my God. <laughs> burning the house down with the family and servants inside of it. Oh my God. <laughs> the three of them escape Then you time jump and you see Moriarty, the older of the two orphans, telling this story and obviously having left out the part where they definitely murdered a lot of people and talking about how only two of them got away. Oh, so one of the three of them didn't make it. And I don't know which and I don't know why. And that's basically it. Like he is he is a professor. He got into school at. He got into college at 16. He has now graduated with a doctorate and become a professor at 21. And he is just this like super wonderkind. And he has this secret ambition to use his intelligence to destroy the class system and therefore to go against the world around him and tear it to the ground. So that is the premise. And he is being set up 
I think this is probably going to be the kind of thing that Death Note fans are going to enjoy. That kind of like anti-hero doing bad things for maybe the right reason uh, and doing it in a very cerebral way. So if you're into that kind of cat and mouse stuff, but with a sort of dark twist, I think this hero is going to be an anti-hero. Oh, man. I I will say that this is one of those ones that makes me want to just jump into it immediately. Um, are, yeah, are, you, is, are you sort of on that same track? Um, I, I would like to watch or read more of it. Um, it's, uh, it definitely intrigues me. Um, I think, uh, I think there's like very weird nitpicky things about it where I'm like, eh, whatever. But I think that this is definitely one that I want to keep my eyes on. Uh, I think that this is one that a lot of people are going to really enjoy. And this is also one that we got a preview of. So you cannot go get this right now, but I believe it comes out in October, doesn't it? Yeah, it comes out. It comes out very soon. Um, so you can. Yeah, get let it. me see if I can find uh, the release date for that really quickly, um, because uh, I think it's on the website. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should well, have definitely looked this up beforehand, but, you know, we're kind of new to this. Uh, let's see my shelf. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, tell you about my page flip for the week. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, it comes so, out. Sorry. It comes out on October 6th. Okay. So it comes out uh, just about a week after you're going to be able to hear this. Yeah. So I picked up chainsaw man. <laughs> and if you're wondering, like, What's that name about? It's literal. <laughs> it's about a guy who is living in a world where, number one, he's like super in debt. <laughs> so let's start out with that. Um, and uh, and the, the next thing that you need to know about this world is that it's full of devil demon monsters everywhere <laughs> so it's just like people live in their normal lives except for sometimes there's just a devil or a demon that's just gonna wander through your city and murder some people or turn people into zombies or uh fight and murder things um so our main character dingy um he is going to be a 16 year old uh guy and he also has uh, a little friend with him uh this little friend is actually actually a devil monster but he looks like a cute little pug dog but the thing that makes him even more devilish looking though is that he has a chainsaw that sticks out of his face <laughs> we've all been there so the way that he's been killing uh he's been killing devils in order to pay off his debt that he owes to like it seems like a yakuza mob boss sort of guy um and uh, he he's paying this off by killing demons and devils uh, in order to uh, sell off their carcasses and get money from it. Um, however, um, inside of the the first chapter, he is going to go through a change which turns him into a mixed human devil hybrid uh with his uh pug monster uh that turn it just it it his face turns into like a spiky 
toothed uh like top of a chainsaw his face has a chainsaw that sticks out of it his arms have like two giant chainsaws that come out of them and if you're wondering if this this is going to be extremely brutal you're right it is and it is completely up the alley of horror fans gore fans shonen fans it is it, it checks a lot of boxes for me um and i i completely enjoyed it and here's it sounds, the other it's thing it's supposed to be pretty funny too right yes here's the other thing about it not only is it funny it is funny in a way that co- sort of catches you in different moments um there's going to be a part inside of like the first volume where the main character is just like, um, I've spent my life in debt so far, so I've never been able to even go out with a girl. So when he meets a girl for the first time, he's just like, I love you. I want to spend all my time with you. And the reason why is because I can be around you. And also you have boobs and I want to touch boobs at some point in my life. Um, so <laughs> It's just amazing. There's also going to be a hilarious joke about kicking people in the balls. Um, so if you are interested in something like that, this is one to completely... It It is fantastic. And it is one of those that I would like to do an update on um, later on after I read further into it. Um, yeah. We, we also might... asking for that. Yeah, we have also... Uh, oh, this is going to be one that we might be able to be giving away something of it um Ooh. so that that's going to be coming up as well so uh this get excited if you're interested also in hot, the hot, giveaway hot. stuff so if you're yeah if you're looking to be on the pulse this is this is the pulse right now yeah i think this is going to be one of those one of those manga that it's it i don't know how um how you know popular it is right now but anybody that is into like slasher flicks or um you know gory horror that is not just for jump scares all the time, you're definitely going to be down for it. Um, and even if you're, you know, horror light and you just instead want to watch badass fight scenes for like shonen trash like we are, um, it is definitely for you as well. It 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 really, really hit a, a, a lot for me. And it's one of those ones that uh, not only am I completely ready to jump in on, but I will probably be keep, keeping completely up to date on it. And are you, do you think of yourself as somebody who's really into like very gory horror? So I, that's not something I think of about you, but I, yeah, I, I just not know. I don't love gore horror. Um, I, I think that like, you know, seeing it on screen sometimes is going to be, uh, you know, interesting to see, but you shouldn't do it just for kind of like gross out sake. And this is gory because it's bloody, but it's not gory in the sense that it's just there to, um, it's just there to creep you out and just make you feel uncomfortable. It's not like that at all. Okay, um, I'm kind of in that same boat, so I bet I would really like this. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to, if, if you like to, to see like demons and zombies mowed down uh like you're playing you know uh what was that what was that game that we played on xbox for dead left for dead if you like that kind of stuff you're going to be able to see a lot of that kind of stuff um you're also going to have a, a a good flashback to monster of the week as well um the the show does a really cool job of that or the manga does a really cool job of that and the last thing that i haven't gotten into yet which is probably my favorite part about it is that it's that thing that i love where it drops you into the world it doesn't explain exactly what's happening inside of it but there appears appears to be an entire um like class of people that are just hired to be 
devil hunters. And you also have no idea why there are devils inside of this world. So I haven't gotten to that yet. It doesn't flood you with exposition. It just drops you straight in and it gets to like high octane action immediately. It is totally for me. Hmm. Well, uh, I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Uh, Well, uh, we're about to move into our last show, but first we have some business. Yeah. So uh, our keyword for the Naruto giveaway is going to be believe it. So if you are listening and interested in getting in on the giveaway and why wouldn't you um, shoot us over uh, a message on uh, social media through any any sort of source that you want to send us over to. Um, and then once we do the giveaway, we will need to get some place to be able to mail it to. So we will let that person know uh, over whatever social media they reached out over on uh who won yeah you don't have to give us that information up front i would say don't give us that information up front because we don't need it so you know no no reason to send it out there into the universe with when you don't need to send it we will reach out to you if you win you can give it to us then and again we will then announce the winner on social media that will come out on october 12th so you may enter up to october 11th and uh, we will then the following week, so I guess about October 19th, we will announce it on this show, but you will have already have one for a week. So it's just because <laughs> we're recording ahead. Okay. Now let's get over to our tag team, which is so awesome. Uh, we, both of us wanted to watch this uh, and we had I, a little bit of a... Be, I, think, I think we should be very careful about spoilers and try to really dance around it. Okay. That's my personal opinion. (laughs) Here we go. Decadence is going to be the show that we watched together this week. Did you watch? I watched three episodes. How many did you watch? I watched the first two episodes. Okay. Yeah. So I watched three and then I was like, I have to go to work. (laughs) Yeah. So here's the world that you're going to be dropped into for Decadence. Number one, there are monsters inside of this world. They seem to appear all of a sudden, and there seems to be one of the main characters inside of the show is going to grow up with a father that seems to be an archaeologist. That's like the first thing that we see, right? Yeah. So um, there, there is going to be a um, very, uh, very bad thing that happens to our main character at the very start of the show. I don't want to give away what it is. Um, but, uh, that takes us into the, the building of the universe that we are in as well. Um, so can you explain what the decadence is? Uh, it is a mobile fortress place. It's kind of like, do you remember that movie mortal engines? I remember that there was a movie that came mm-hmm. out called Mortal Engines, but I did not see it because I heard I it was didn't bad. Either uh, <laughs> it was one of those movies where I was like, "Oh, I kind of was gonna see that maybe," and then I was like, "Oh, it left theaters like two weeks ago." So, uh, <laughs> in my opinion, I don't think they did a very good job advertising that around the time that it released because I had no idea. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's also based off of a book series. I've heard. Uh, pretty positive reviews about the book series. I have not heard positive reviews about the movie, but the premise is that humanity lives in these giant vehicles and the vehicles are like city sized and contain cities inside of them, but they're also vehicles. 
Um, the decadence is kind of like that, except that there's only one. It's a big vehicle that looks like it has a hand on top of it. And there's a huge city full of people inside. There's a group of people who go out to hi- to fight these monsters, protect the town. There's also a group of people who uh, use the meat from the monsters to feed themselves and help keep up the different tech of the town and of the people who are doing the fighting. Those are our main groups that we're going to focus on. So this is also kind of, we are to understand like sort of the last bastion of humanity. Like as far as we know, this is the only place where humans live. They have all coalesced into this big moving city, presumably because these monsters keep attacking them. So you, I guess, can't live off by yourself or live in a set place or you'll be overrun with monsters. So now they're on wheels. Uh, And also there's way more to it. (laughs) Yeah. So the next thing that you have to understand about the show Decadence is that there is something inside of this world that is not what you expect. And I think that that's where I would like to leave it. And the biggest reason why is because there is a turn inside of the show that happens in the first episode, at the very end of the first episode, leading yeah, into they, episode two. They tease it, and then they explain it in the second episode. And it is worth yeah. seeing. Yes. And it makes it one of those shows, and Blake is going to agree with me on this, I am 100% positive, that will make you watch all of the first season. Holy um, shit, I could not stop. I might watch more tonight. Like, it's so yeah. good. It is it is one of those shows that when it started uh, when it started I was like I don't know how into this I was, um, and then I watched about uh, ten minutes into it and I was just like okay I'm interested but like at the same time it's you know it's it's one of those ones that I'm I'm going to be expecting. Then we got to the first like fight sequence and I was just like yeah I'm down for this the fight sequence is dope. If yeah, you the like DNA the fight- of Attack on Titan runs deep in this. show. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So it's if you, way if- less dark and it feels less heavy even though there are still dangerous deadly consequences to these battles but it's it's just brighter colored and it's not it's not quite so hopeless a battle yeah um and then it got to the turn of the show and (laughs) i was just like i i had actually (laughs) spoiled this turn by watching a mother's basement video about the show uh and I, so I knew what happened and I was like, fuck, I wish I could be sitting next to you while you watch this because God, it just comes out of nowhere. You won't, you won't believe it. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Anyways, that's a, uh, that's our coverage of decadence. We don't want to give away watch any more it. of it. Um, it's, it's definitely going to be one of those shows that is going to appear inside of our regular schedule. <laughs> yeah. um, voting this thing on. is getting shortlisted. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, And so uh, you can expect that in the future. And with that, uh, we have our credits and listen afterwards for a a quick little idiot show. (laughs) Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, 
Our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Greetings, anime fans. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the editor-in-chief for The Geekly Grind, a place where geeks can go to escape their weekly grind. We're coming up on our fifth year of operation, and to celebrate, we searched high and low for some of the coolest podcasts out there in order to create a new geek-centric podcast network. And what we found were three awesome shows that are sure to be a great addition to any geek's media menu. Of course, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, which is this wonderful show, which features an additional episode weekly now to cover new anime and manga from our friends at Viz and Funimation. You can also dive into the world of comics with Comic Book Keepers, where Chris and Lance chew the fat about their favorite heroes, villains, and comic series, as well as the impact that comics can have on our lives. Finally, if you're seeking a fantastical and fun retreat, Knights of the Rolled Table is an engaging and family-friendly D&D adventure starring talented improv actors. With three fantastic podcasts on the books and more on the horizon, make sure to check out the Geekly Grind Podcast Network as well as our regular content at www.thegeeklygrind.com. We'll see you next week, and until then... Remember, if you're ever going to fight a man, you need to kick him in the balls. I mean, it's the only way that you can really make sure that he's going to go down. Either that or grow chainsaws out of your face and cut him in half. One or the other. That checks out.